0: Welcome back everybody to another episode of Success After Trauma, where we meet with and interview people about their journey through success and where they're at today on their journey of tra- of their journey of we talked to them about their journey through trauma and where they're at today on their journey of success if we're being honest with ourselves all of us have experienced trauma at some level and no matter where we're at on our journey whether we're still dealing with the trauma whether we just got over the trauma whether we've made it uh, a huge amount of success there's always someone that's one chapter behind you and they need to hear what you have to say if you have the courage to share your story please connect with me at greg at dot Today, I have a friend of mine, a veteran, Andrew Farr. Andrew is an amazing, amazing member, uh, a a service member of the community. When I say service member, I don't just mean, uh, you know, he's a veteran, he's a military member. But this guy serves with his heart at all times. He's like, we were just talking about him even even making sure he has time for himself. This guy is always serving the veteran community as well as the Middle Tennessee community. Andrew, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and a few hats that you wear in the community.
1: Uh, thank you, Greg. Um, really good to see you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored and privileged to be a part of the Greg Pease Project. I mean, this is, uh, this is a big deal. We're, uh, we're fellow Marines. Uh, my name is Andrew Farr. Um, I served in the Marine Corps from 2004 to 2008. I was with 3rd Battalion, 8th Marines, India Company. I was an infantry machine gunner. I deployed three times, two to Iraq, one on a Navy ship. Um, I received the Purple Heart in 2006, um, saw a lot of bad stuff, saw a lot of good stuff, uh, missed the Marine Corps, um, and I'm actually really honored to have Greg as a member of my VFW. He does so much for, the. you also do so much for the veterans. You are, you are a veterans advocate yourself, and I, um, I'm just so proud of you, man, and I'm just happy to be here.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate all the kind words, and it's always an honor to, to serve the veteran community and to help give back. Dude, because, how, Go ahead.
1: How long have we known each other? I mean, we met on the rooftop bar yeah. at Redneck Riviera, like, yeah. what, four years ago?
0: I think that's the number I was thinking. I think about four years ago.
1: As a, it's been a long, it's a
0: long time, man. It's that's been a long as...
1: <laughs> What's that? That's as long as I've been married, man.
0: Is it? That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, but, you, guys, you guys just crossed your anniversary, too. uh, yesterday yes sir congratulations what's uh what's what's Katrina up to these days
1: Katrina is actually at work right now um she uh she will be joining me for our party tonight which I'll get into later uh today but um she just got um she just got a raise she just got another promotion that's like that's like four in four years like she gets a promotion every year she's Awesome. Uh, whatever she does at JPW e-commerce, she's killing it.
0: That's awesome. That's incredible. I know you guys make a make an, a, an exceptional power team because you guys are always dividing and conquering in different manners.
1: So, so dude, she's taking she's taking notes for me. She's like, she's on the board of the junior league here in Murfreesboro. Um, she's really heavily involved with uh, the children's advocacy center of Murfreesboro. Wow. She's probably going to join me in Rotary. Maybe I don't know. I got to. I got to convince her or volunteer her to do that. So um, I don't
0: know. Well, let her, she'll, she'll come about it at her, at her own pace. It sounds like she's <laughs> already served place. in so That's many right. ways. So a- Andrew, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the traumas that you went through. Did you, let me ask you specifically about if, if you're comfortable talking a little bit about um, military and wartime experience. Can we talk a no, little bit about of course. that?
1: Yeah, I can, of course I can.
0: And and I want to talk because because that's always it's it's I, I've had a couple veterans on here that are that have been uh, combat veterans or are combat veterans, and it's always uh, I I love touching on that subject because we do have such a community of combat veterans out there, and all of us are on some level of our healing journey, and whoever's one chapter behind, we want them to be able to hear these things. Did you after war? Uh, did you, was while you were still in the military, when did you got out in 08? Um,
1: when was your last deployment to Iraq? Uh, last deployment was Ramadi in 2006, that summer of, so, uh, March, 2006 to October, 2006. So did you mentally struggle after
0: your last deployment and before you got out? Or I've noticed some people, uh, it's, I think after leaving that brotherhood, the struggle starts to come about after getting out. What was your experience with that?
1: my struggle actually came after um our third deployment because they they actually they're like they they made me ride a desk because i got hit um in july 27th uh, which is my anniversary is is coming up of getting uh hit with uh shrapnel from an rpg um yeah we went on the mew uh, our third deployment and when i got out then uh stuff started to roll downhill after that um I was, uh, I was, uh, Oh,
0: sorry, go ahead. Well, and I, I apologize if it's a, if, if it's a, before we go into how, how, how the stuff was rolling downhill, um, are you uh, comfortable sharing with us a experience from the day you, uh, collected some shrapnel?
1: Uh, yeah, that was, uh, July 27th, 2006, uh, city of Ramadi. We were on a night patrol, um, second squad, second platoon. For those um,
0: real, real quick, Andrew. I'm sorry to cut in. Um, for those listening in, no. um, keep in mind you always check us out on YouTube. It's Success After Trauma. You can watch the video, um, download us on your favorite streaming platform. But for those listening in that are not familiar with Iraq, for those that are not veterans, Ramadi was the worst city in Iraq in 2006, 2007. It was it was absolutely a place you did not want to be. I apologize, was, Andrew. I just want listeners no, to No, no, no.
1: It's okay. You're right. It was hell on earth. We lost uh 17 that summer wow. uh one of my best friends um he actually he, he lost i went to a school of infantry with him uh in 2004 and i didn't we didn't he didn't actually come to the unit until our ramadi deployment and he uh yeah he was a kia uh, he was a good friend of mine i used to go to the driftwood with him and if you guys don't know what the driftwood is <laughs> um give me a call or talk to greg uh, <laughs> don't talk to we, him we i don't know about you, it we will tell you intimately about what the driftwood is <laughs> and it's actually now called platinum they've uh this
0: <laughs> so with the name like platinum i think everybody's starting to figure it out <laughs> yeah
1: i think uh, i think i can assume they know what it is but um Yeah, uh, we were on a night patrol, Uh, we were were checking out this bank, uh, where we saw uh, there, there were rumors of uh, enemy activity, we had to go check it out, we cleared the three stories came back down, there was a big old hole in the wall, so they could actually, you know, if they even had night vision, which I I believe they did, they saw us coming down and and we all mustered it like down the lobby where the the bank is, I mean, the bank was like torn to shit. um, And they fired an RPG. Um, inside, and me and uh, three other guys—see, me, Ward, golian me and three other guys got hit with shrapnel. Um, Zach Switzer, he's uh, in Knoxville. He got hit uh, in the legs. I got hit in the in the foot. Carl golian got peppered with shrapnel all the way up his back, so he had to actually get medevac to Ballad that night. Um, and Carl golian, um he got he got hit too. So. Two machine gunners, uh, an 0351 assaultman, and uh, an 0311. We all got hit that night, and um, did that yeah, turn into we a were... firefight,
0: or was it just more of a? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. what? What is? Share with me a little about your experience. We we haven't. Uh, me and you haven't had this conversation yet, but I've had it with several other combat veterans around. When and there seems to be this similarity when in firefights. I I don't know that the um science of what's going on behind it i'm just making some suggestions but i think because our adrenaline goes so high it's almost like everything becomes in slow motion
1: it is no you're right it, no you're, you're totally right um it, it felt like it was an eon and it only was like maybe 25 minutes yeah and it felt it felt forever because as soon as i you know because as soon as we we you know we got settled like i looked at my foot and i'm like uh crap, I'm bleeding. And I yelled, hey, corner it up, I'm, uh, I'm bleeding over here. And so they, they, they got us into the Humvee and I was on my back and I could remember seeing, it was just 4th of July, man. It was red tracers, green tracers, explosions. And it was all moving at like, like I'm talking like this. And it was just, it was like Star Wars. It was like, yeah. seriously, it was, a, it was a scene out of Star Wars. And they... They tore that building up. I mean, I've never, I've never seen so much red in the sky. I mean, it looked like it was daylight. It was, it was, um, it was pretty traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they took us to Charlie Med. The Navy doctors said that, oh, you'll be fine. That shrapnel will come out in the morning when you take a shower. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's
1: true. A little piece did. But the other piece, that big... Was stuck in my foot for the the next two years. Um, mm. I was I remember when I got out, I was running, I was trying to stay in shape, and my foot kept on like hurting. I was like, "Damn, why is my foot hurting?" So I went to the uh, the VA in Charleston, and they're like, "Yeah, you got metal in your foot." I'm like, "Well, can you <laughs> can you take it out?" Yeah, can we, they can we?
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: They shaved a little bone off. They took the metal out and. I mean, I don't run anymore. I walk and do yoga and stuff like that. But um, I I actually had that piece of metal on my uh, mantle for a long time. I opened it a lot of times to show people and that actually let air in. So I closed it back up and it basically disintegrated after about five years. So I don't have, I, I can't show it to you. I'm sorry if you want my DD two fourteen, you can read it. There's, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think there's an after action report. I don't know. I'm gonna have to talk to right, um, my battalion right. commander to see if I can get it. So if you guys, if you guys want to read it, please just talk to me. Yeah,
0: yeah, dude, I'm with you. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't run anymore either. If I get, a, I get a little crazy every once in a while and do a jog. <laughs> oh, uh, jogging. Yeah, it was, yeah. uh, I was started in in Sweden
1: yeah <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Again.
0: yeah the uh i i got i have uh p t s d from uh morning p t <laughs> in twenty nine palms
1: oh <laughs> hey hey that would give anyone PTSD. Uh, that would uh, that would give anyone p t s d seriously <laughs> i mean even even boot camp would get i mean p t s d uh, and you agree with me on this is not just war trauma it's every trauma it enc- it encapsulates all of trauma at mst um i mean even getting i mean even getting yelled at i mean even when we were getting yelled at at boot camp mm-hmm. i mean that's that's a stressor that's that's yeah, a, that's trauma i mean absolutely and, and we don't like to judge our trauma um you know i mean your trauma is different but it's still trauma right.
0: uh, i mean that's but right.
1: you you're you know you're a grunt like me and you you saw some shit too so yeah, and and I love that you said
0: that. I love that you highlight that. Um, you know, especially during not just veterans that as a whole, but really the Iraq war really brought a lot of awareness to PTSD that it exists. And pardon me. And that's incredible that the awareness came about because, you know, sadly you look at the the Vietnam vets, they didn't even get the support that they needed. And we just like, oh, oh hey, fine. Yeah, you kill people, whatever. Um, we're still not there, but at least, at least we now have an awareness that we're not there, and and then that starts lending that awareness too. And I'm so glad that you brought it up that veterans don't have we don't have a uh, monopoly on PTSD. We experience a lot of it. Combat veterans experience a lot of firsthand yeah. PTSD stuff. No questions asked. Um, but but everyone has their trauma inside, and it's all relative. So whatever took place for you. If your mind is having, it, it, let's let's break it down. What is trauma? What is PTSD? An event took place, and you're having trouble processing the memory. How yep. do you know you're having trouble processing the memory? It keeps coming back up. It's causing you trouble. It's forcing you to make decisions that later on you're regretting the decision of. This is trauma. You know, you're,
1: yeah, you're uh, hyper uh, hyper vigilant. Um, you get spooked at, at noises easily. You've got this overshadowing feeling of either guilt, shame. Remorse. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just. That. I mean, it's a. I mean, PTSD is an ass kicker. Now, dealing with it, you You know, I, I've had to deal with it for a long time, and I've gone through a lot of recovery. Uh, AA, Save a Warrior, um, CBT, EMDR, uh, even exposure therapy. Um, I mean, there. I, I've. I've. I've hit a lot of these. These things head on. And it's, it's a tough, it's a tough battle because you've got to accept and be honest with yourself that, oh, hey, I have a problem. I might need to go out and talk to someone about this. Wow.
0: Thank you. That's huge. Will you share a little bit around, um, I want to talk about some of these modalities that we went through. I want to hear your experience before we dive into that, will you share a little bit around, um, what was, so during the toughest times for you? During the lowest points, what was the, what was your mindset? What, what were the thoughts that were going through your mind? What were the dark days?
1: Uh, I wanted to kill myself. Um, I'm worthless. I'm weak. Um, I, I don't, I don't have the right to live anymore. Um, you know, I, I, basically hated everyone. Wow. I hated myself. I, I was How angry. How are you getting through day to day? Like today?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. At this time, when, uh, when we back oh, up, oh. Where, when that time existed. Um
1: with the bottle uh alcohol it okay. actually okay. helped a lot um I would turn to jack Daniels, or if I was poor, I would go to steel reserve, which um i i if you still drink, I would definitely not suggest steel reserve <laughs> it is it is, it is rot gut. it is horrible, but it's cheap <laughs> but <laughs> and, it's cheap and it does the job huh and it does the job but but back then i was I, you know i was spending money i was i was I want my money on alcohol. I I I want to hear a
0: little. I want to know what that, how that kind of journey, a little bit about. If you'll share just (laughs) a little bit of that journey with us, and I want to highlight for everyone that's listening. um, While while Andrew shares parts of this journey with us, I want to highlight real quick. Andrew, how long have you been sober now?
1: Four years. It'll be four years. uh, July thirty first. That's incredible, brother. Congratulations. Thank you, um, you know, and, and I had to go back even further. I do have the genetic disposition for alcoholism in my family, uh, my dad, uh, my granddad. And so it kind of it came to me. So I'm very uh, prone to uh, alcoholism. And so I just, you know, I mean, we, dr- you know, we drank a lot in the, in the corps. I, I actually had problems in high school, in college, and then it just transferred over to the Marine Corps. We weren't home enough uh, on my deployment uh, regiment to um, to drink as much as I wanted to. Uh, but when I got back, it was like every day, six pack, uh, a handle, of jack. I mean, I even remember one Christmas, I went home to Savannah where uh, having Christmas dinner with my parents. And I went out to the store like six times to buy more alcohol because I kept on finishing it. And my parents were like, Andrew, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm, I'm just having a drink or two, dude. I was having, wow. a, I was having more than a drink or two, and it was affecting. I mean, if I had any problems whatsoever, alcohol was my first. That was my go-to. Like, if I was having a problem, if I was stressed out, if I had an argument, I would immediately go to the alcohol. It, it got so bad. I even, I, I was a, I was a sexton at a church, and a sexton at a church, uh, you know. Cleans the building, um, uh, cleans the building, vacuums the administration office, uh, cleans the church, mows the grass, all that kind of stuff. I even, I even was so bad, I even had the key to get in and I would, and this is, it's horrible, but I would take bottles of wine from the refrigerator Mm -hmm. of the church. Um, and that's how bad it got. Um, it was, um, and I was a chef. You know, uh, I was a chef and, and, and chefs that were very prone to, to drinking. I mean, I would, I would actually hide bottles in the walk-in where they kept, you know, the, the refrigerated food. And if, if things got tough on the line, I would be like, hey, I need to go get some more carrots. I'll get carrots. But I would also take like four or five swigs of a bottle of wine that I had hidden in the walk-in. I mean, it, wow. was, it, was, really, it was really bad. I was a full-flown alcoholic. And it was, it it affected me in every, every possible way, mental, mentally, spiritually, physically, like I hit all of them. And I was just not a very, very nice person to be around.
0: So tell me, tell me a little bit about, so obviously this was very, you know, we, we, we can tell this was a a big problem, as you said, and, and, and then I realized, as you shared, you were predispositioned to it. And then you sprinkle in a little bit of uh, combat and, and things of that nature, and, and here we go—we got this recipe for disaster. Yep. Talk to us a little bit about the climb back up. Um, well, yeah. um,
1: well, uh, I, I, you know, I tried. I tried AA. I mean, you know, I'm still in AA, but I've—I I don't know if you know a lot about AA, but um, when you when you you make the when you make the vow to be sober in an AA meeting you get a white chip. I've got an entire box of white chips. I've, I've tried and then failed, tried, failed, tried, failed, tried, failed. So many times I can actually fill up a cigar box filled with white chips. Um, it, actually, it actually took my second DUI and the, and, the, and the look on my wife's face to actually get me to change. And I, I got my second DUI. Actually, the first one was in Savannah, Georgia in 2009 after i tried to kill myself um and the second one was in murfreesboro tennessee four years ago um and i went to veterans treatment court the 18-month program it saved my life it really did um veterans treatment court if you guys don't know about it it's for people that have drug or substance abuse problems um they will not they will not take any um they won't take any aggravated assault or domestic violence people without, you know, on their rap sheet. But they, you know, you have to do a urinalysis analysis whenever you're called. You have to do, a, you have to do journaling. You have to do classes. Um, you have to meet with the judge every week and report to him on how things are going, how's life going, and that went on for 18 months. Um,
0: after so that-, that, so that program was. I, I I attended your graduation. That was that was incredible. Yeah. So, so that program really start, that created a, you
1: feel confident that created a foundation for you that created the foundation for me. Like I thought to myself, I was like, I need to go out and I need to help veterans.
0: We might have lost Andrew for just a moment. I'm sure he'll be right back with us. And he's sharing how he went out to, after he created this foundation with the uh, veterans treatment court. He went out to begin to serve veterans, and and this is right about the Veterans Treatment Court he shares is about four years ago, so right about the very, very start of his climb is roughly when we met each other, and as I've watched and witnessed Andrew go forth, he has just become an incredible servant, uh, big time in the veteran community, big time in the veteran community, uh, but also just in the Middle Tennessee community. Andrew's always taking an opportunity to serve. He's part of. Uh, he's a uh, the leader of the VFW. Um, he does. Looks like we lost Andrew for a second. I'm sure he'll jump right back in here shortly. Um, but so he, he's part of. Uh, he'll he'll share some of the other groups, but part of many and many different groups where he's giving back, serving, and helping. If you're a veteran in Middle Tennessee, if you need a resource, if you need to be connected, there's no reason to feel alone. There's nothing that. There's no obligation. There's no obligation to be part of the veteran community, and we're all in this together. It's one team, one fight. Uh, So if you need that community, you have to take responsibility. You have to be at cause in your life. You have to be willing to decide to get involved. You have to take that first step. No one can make you get involved. We can't force you to get involved, and if we did, it wouldn't help you. You have to be willing to take that first step, you have to know that there's more out there that this is not the end that this is just one chapter in the struggle and the journey that you're on. And that by allowing yourself to accept help there's a community of people all over this world that understand that want to help you that want to serve you, that want to see you do better, that want to see you be able to build that foundation just like Andrew did through the Veterans Treatment Court. What's your foundation going to be? I don't care if if you've never found one, then plug into myself or Andrew Farr will plug into one. And if you tried 50 of them before, those are the 50 that didn't work. You got to try the 51st one. It looks like we're getting Andrew Beck. So we'll get to see what he has to say. Andrew, what's up, brother? Oh, wait, you gotta get a. Okay, you gotta hop off mute. It makes you come in on mute.
1: Dude, I'm sorry, man. My phone was no. overheating because it was on the dash. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Is it a good spot I, now? I, I, I had to quit. Yeah, it's fine now. Um, I had to quickly cool it down. I'm so sorry. You can definitely edit that out because I was in no, the no, middle no.
0: of a sentence. No, 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 dude. I was. Yeah, no, no, no. And I, dude, I just talked the whole time. I, I, I. Uh, <laughs> I told everyone everything about you, so we can all wrap up. Now. No, no, no. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. You were you were talking about um, beginning. So after that foundation, then you had the mindset: "Hey, I want to help other people." Talk no, to us. Right, dive right. back in, right there. Tell us about that.
1: That's correctly uh, right. I, I I felt like I needed to 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 help others, and that and that's part of step twelve in AA, is spreading the message to other people, uh, basically service work, going out and helping others that suffer from the same thing. And then from there, I moved on, oh my gosh, there I moved on um, to wanting to help veterans and reaching out to them and, or them reaching out to me. And, and because I, you know, because our picture is in actually the Daily News Journal for that day. Um, and Frank Caperton, uh God rest his soul, he yeah. took a great picture of us. Um, and that that started the foundation of me wanting to do something that's, you know, above myself, greater than myself, and that's service work. And that's when you go out and you you help, you help people. And I, I've got to
0: witness from the background, I've got to witness the last three and a half years of you creating this community of service and it's been incredible. Will you share a little bit about, uh, what are some of the, uh, you've been through many and there's some that you're still loosely affiliated. Will you share some of the top organizations that you're involved with? Obviously one
1: of them being the VFW being uh, the VFW right now is, is, is my, my centerpiece, my crux, but getting to where I am now, I've, i I've, I've helped out a lot of, uh, a lot of organizations. Irreverent Warriors. I was with them for for three years. We bring veterans together using humor and camaraderie to prevent uh, veteran suicide and promote good mental health. And I did that quick, for
0: Andrew, I'm so sorry if you're and for for those veterans listening, no matter where you're listening from, uh, there's there's hikes. Uh, they're not even just in America. They've done hikes even in other countries. But just Google Irreverent Warriors. It's a great place to plug in in your local community. Uh, keep going, Andrew. Yep.
1: No, no. I, I mean Irreverent Warriors. I started off, I had to actually be six months sober for the president of Rebel Warriors to actually give me the go ahead to do a hike in Nashville. And it took me seven months to plan. It was 225 veterans. Um, a, lot of, a lot of veterans we know went to that hike. Sean Patton, Trevor Hartz. Um, uh,
0: I met man. you right I, after or I would have been there myself. Yeah, Yeah, I know. We, yeah. We you didn't have your voice when I met you just because
1: of the hike. No. Um, and then I, I, I got, I was like, dang, yeah, this is awesome. Um, and then they promoted me to district coordinator and then to regional coordinator. Uh, and after, you know, three years of, of doing this and, and, you know, um, I actually, you know, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I helped bring $30,000 in three years to the river Warrior, you know, organization uh, with our fundraisers, with, mm-hmm. Our our sponsorships, uh, which Alex Jimenez, my first sponsorship, my first pancake breakfast I ever did. Your buddy, our buddy, Alex Jimenez, gave me gave us money for the drinks for our first pancake breakfast. Uh, tea, guy, lemonade. Uh, I mean, it was awesome. I, he's a very he's a, another big supporter of veterans, and I love him. And a shout out to Alex Jimenez.
0: Alex, man, a great guy, AJ Nashville. If you want to check him out, that's his website, AJ Nashville.com. He's not a veteran himself, but huge, huge, huge supporter of the veteran community. Uh, and you can also look up, uh, we've done a couple episodes with him uh, on success after trauma as well. Keep going. Andrew. Well,
1: after, uh, after IW, um, I kind of, you know, I kind of got back into the, the VFW fold. Um, cause after my little drinking incident, um, and my second DUI, and I'm not going to say the last place I drank because, um, yeah, um, I didn't tell the police that, and I'm not going to tell it here, but I did. <laughs> it, didn't it, it didn't happen. It didn't it, happen. It wasn't at that place, <laughs> 11 miles from where I'm sitting right now. Um, it didn't happen, I swear. It didn't happen, uh, but no, I, 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 I started doing more research about the VFW and how, much, how many programs and things the VFW does is amazing they have programs for middle school for high school students for college kids for 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 heroes that are they're that down and out and they need they need a little they need a little help um they have they they have every genre of our life like from middle school all the way to adults they are helping people out and That's incredible i became um an adjutant for a post here in Murfreesboro, um, BFW 4575. Um, I started slow. I only put in 26 people that year. Uh, <laughs> started started the next slow. Year, started slow. The next year, I, um, I put in 119. Hmm. Um, and then the year after that, I put in 134. And as you can see from my cap, uh, this little number two, uh, if I can... If you can, you know, state. Yeah. yeah, it's number two. I am now a certified national recruiter for the VFW national for wow. Tennessee. And each state gets two, um, and that's just bringing people into the tribe because some people, and we're going to go back to, um, the PTSD and the crutch of my alcoholism. I did not have a tribe when I got out. I did not have a purpose. The VFW IW, uh, Save a Warrior, they bring the purpose back, too. And VFW is a tribe of like-minded, like-minded combat veterans that are trying to help their communities and help each other out.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love being part of the VFW, and I love, I love everything you do with the VFW. I've learned so much about that organization because of you, and it's imperative that our generation keeps the VFW alive.
1: No, it is. It is. Um, and I'm going to take this off because I'm sweating a little bit. Um, but yeah, the VFW, uh, founded in 1899, um, around the Spanish-American wartime. You know, they are the oldest, and I'm going to say this, and not being biased, they're the best veteran service organization in the world. No more, uh, we do, um, what's our motto? No, no one does more for veterans than the VFW. Now, I'm biased about that, and, and I can't, you know, I, I can't say it. I mean, I can, but there are so many other organizations out there that help out veterans. Marine Corps League, DAV, Military Order of the Purple Heart, um, uh, uh, Lone Warrior Foundation, uh, Lone Survivor F- Foundation. Um, Saul? A, uh, uh, Save a Warrior, uh, which, by the way, if you guys are listening to this, um, my my I, I'm the state chaplain for Tennessee, my, my fund, my tithing for this year, all money that I get will go to Save a Warrior. Now Save a Warrior is the original warrior detox program. And I'm gonna get into that a little bit. They take 10 people at a time and they teach them the skills on how to compartmentalize our PTSD. And I, I said that right, thank God. I always have a, tr- I have trouble with comp- yeah. parts of mental, health. um, we, we don't know where to put it because it, it, it affects us in every way, but save a warrior through meditation, through CBT, through AA, through, um, ACA, through uh, equine therapy ropes course. They do all do this in a 72 hour period. Now, when you go through the program, um, uh, or cohorts, as they call it, you're not done. You've got a 500-day workbook to do after that. That's awesome. Um, so the 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 healing does not stop after the 72 hours. The healing just begins after the cohort. You've got you've got the laundry list of uh, the laundry list workbook. You've got a course in miracles. You um you get to read like and I know you're a huge reader, Greg. I mean, yeah. your 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 library must be huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because read you read like four books, four books a week, right?
0: Uh, no, I wish I could say I was doing four a week. I've probably done about 25 this year and we're about halfway through the year. So that'll track okay, for that's, about, that's about one a week.
1: Still, that's still, that's pretty, that's pretty good. I mean, that's more than a lot, you know, that's more than, than what I can say. Cause I don't, I don't read that much anymore because, um, you know, I read the same paragraph like three times and then my head starts hurting and then I <laughs> right I just read, right. I, then they go to the audiobook. I'm like, okay, I can listen to it. I'm not <laughs> gonna read this. I'm gonna listen to it. The easy way out, right? The easier, faster, the easier, faster
0: way. Well, well, let me let me just, if you don't mind, I want to I wanna no, intervene no. for those. I do a lot of audiobooks. Um I, yeah, I love know. to buy I love to buy the hardback after or the, the the hard copy after I do the audiobook. So I have it for reference. Um, but when we talk about it as the easy way out, I I just want to intrigue uh I want to offer everyone if you're if you can digest audio books, some people are audit, audio auditory primary auditory, some people are primary visual. if you're digesting books through audio, digest away like do it you know that's that's it's still yeah. there. It's still you can't unhear what you're hearing when that stuff's going in.
1: No, you can't, and you know what' it's, I learned by visual, and I had to actually I had to relearn and retrain my brain, thanks to NLP uh, and Greg Pease, um, to actually sit down and listen to audiobooks i never used to do it before and now like on a big journey like to key west i listened to like three books uh awesome. we were just talking about audiobooks at my last networking event with jim africano and the prohibition um the prohibition uh um institute over in murfreesboro uh, jim's a great jim that's a big oh you know you know jim too i know jim because of you brother Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I sometimes forget like how many people I've actually introduced you to. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I did introduce you. Yeah, yeah. Jim's a great guy. Yeah, we haven't right. we haven't
0: uh, interacted in person in a long while, but we interact on Facebook.
1: Dude, I, I've got an invite to all of you. Fourth uh, of July next year at the Tiki in Murfreesboro, Fourth of July. Jim did a hog this year. He's going to do it this year. We're going to be, uh, our VFW post is going to be helping him out to make sure that we celebrate the 4th of July the right way. And That's he does, awesome. he does a great spread and that pig was cooked for 15 hours and it was like butter. It was Ooh. amazing. So tell, tell me a little bit about your, I believe that.
0: So save a warrior. Uh, w- correct me if I'm wrong. You would rank that one of all the modalities. Cause all the modality, I, I just want to suggest everyone listening. If you've tried some modalities, when I say the word modality, what I mean is a, an, a, uh, a, uh, uh, avenue of therapy so cognitive behavioral therapy gestalt therapy nlp timeline therapy whatever you know whatever emdr they're all modality of therapy and uh they're all right and none of them are wrong it's the one that that you can communicate with is the one that you need in that chapter in another chapter you may be ready for a different modality um, okay. So that was for, so Andrew, so would you say right now, um, uh, save a warrior, that was the highest that that one's kind of ranked as the
1: highest for you. Is that accurate? Yeah. I, I, I don't want to say ranking. I just, it's, it takes my AA, you know, uh, you know, cause you go through the 12 steps in AA and it just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a building block. Like, right, right. cause we're always, cause we're always learning. So I guess it would be, a, 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 yes, a greater contributing factor to what I've already gone through. Yes.
0: And uh, thank you. Thank you. I want to highlight what you just did there. And thank you. I, I asked you to rank it and you said, I don't want to rank it, but it was a higher contributor. Thank you. Uh, because when you we know, rank, you know where I got, you know where I got that from, who'd you get that NLP. That okay, that's awesome. Because it's, it's not because one's not and that's awesome, man. One's not better than the other. Like this is not better than that one because if this one works for you, they're on the same playing field. Um and so so what what well well said. Tell us no, a little bit about.
1: No, you're right. You're
0: totally right. Tell us a little bit about your journey through, um, Saul. What were um w- or you can tell us a journey through, or what I'm what I'm looking for is afterwards, what were some of the things that were like I can't see that the same no more. Like this has changed. What were some um, of those like aha moments for yourself and your trauma?
1: The whole thing was um, they sit you down, ten people in a chair, and you're in chairs. <clears throat> so it's for firefighters, it's for Leos, it's for it's for first responders, and for veterans, and because they go, they go through. You know, sometimes even more trauma than we do. Oh yeah. I mean, go, going into a burning building. Oh yeah. In uh, a firefight, are yeah, I would say, yeah, probably about the you know, I mean, th- those are those are traumatic events. Those are those are right up there.
0: Yeah, and first um, responders. I mean, we don't we don't think about it, but their job day in day out is to see emergency situations and handle yeah.
1: them. Yeah. have in, day to day trade people they see dead people all the time yeah yeah. um they see a lot of stuff like we saw that in combat in our in our four years these guys see it every day every day every day yeah and uh, they have to they have to deal with it i don't know how they deal with it but they have to process it and and save warrior helps they put you in this um it's, it's 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 this bottle basically they take away your cell phone um you're not, you're not allowed to use your cell phone the entire time. They give you, they, they put you up for three days. They, um, basically you've got bunks. Um, and the first thing you have to do every morning and this rear admiral, he said it to a graduating class. The first thing you got to do when you wake up in the morning, make, make your, bed. your bed. You gotta make the bed. That's your oh, first yeah, I, commitment. That's your first accomplishment. First accomplishment is making a bed and then you go down you do met, you do your your eighteen minutes of meditation. there's three different sections of six minutes and forty seconds and you get to you do the first uh, the first uh, six minutes, forty seconds is breathing and then then you do you know you do the uh, the finger tap that's the second and then you do deep breathing is your last one and you know you can you can feel you're, you can feel your thoughts coming in, and you've got to. Yeah. You like you can't. You've got to have Zen mind. You've got to have no thoughts. And if you have a thought coming up, you got to just dismiss it and just focus on your breathing. And then they go through. They then they go through the class. They go through all this stuff that you pick up in AA, in ACA, and they combine it in a way that you can understand. I'm basically, for us Marines out there, they Barney style. CBT and um, all the, the different modalities that you were talking about um, they don't they don't rank them they they kind of take one from uh, one modality they take another from another modality and it works That's and the biggest the biggest thing is the biggest thing that I took from Save a Warrior is drifting is because when you drift. You're, you're in trouble because if you yeah. are drifting from your path and you have a path, uh, they basically say New York to LA. And it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a flight. And if you are, your path is to you know, LA from New York and you drift from that path, you have either got to get back on the path or you've got to figure out a way you know, to, to not drift as much. But well, we drift, we always drift, we always drift.
0: Well, and the thing you know, most people don't realize. We know even you know the biggest thing that I recall and related to is is uh, shooting at the range. But the same thing with that flight. If if I if this if my hand right here is the tip of my rifle and I'm shooting down range at a hundred yards, if my tip is off this much, I miss by this much. But at five hundred yards, if I'm off by this much, I miss the whole entire paper. Yep. Uh, when we're off by one degrees, and, and, and a decade passes us by. We, go, we end up in a whole different place than we ever wanted to, just being off by one degree. Yeah. And meditation, I've, I've found out only recently in my life, I've only added meditation in my life within the last eight months, and it's been absolutely incredible. It's that place once a day where we recenter to true north. You're going to drift every day. You're going to drift. We're humans. That's you're what drift. we do. You're going to drift. Yep. Um, don't, don't try to not drift. Know that you're drifting and know where true north is. So every day you're like, ah, get back here. No, 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 over here.
1: You take those thoughts, these, these thoughts that come in every day and you have to, you know, either, you know, accept them or dismiss them and save a warrior. Basically the two tenants that come out of save a warrior, you're not going to want anything from anybody and you're going to tell the truth. Cause you know, and, and that's like, Hey, can awesome. I borrow 25 bucks? And it, it's, it's, it's that asking And and that need for for oh I need this to do this no you don't need anything you don't have to do anything, and you know my mom used to say that to me all the time when she was doing hot yoga, uh, in Savannah she's like she learned she's like yeah she'd always tell me this you don't have to do anything, and I'm like
0: you didn't get it back then huh
1: oh did you did you. (laughs) Yeah, well, no, I didn't. I, I, I yeah, it's my mother, man. I'm not gonna listen to. I've been listening to her for for 34 years. I'm, a, dude, I'm, I'm still a, an angst 16 year old. I'm like, I'm not gonna. Mom has no idea what she's talking about. And you know what? And you, you know, know what she's talking about And I'm sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, which you're not, because you don't do social media. I mean, she doesn't like Facebook, and she's a. You know she hates she hates social media. She she I have to get her to help her out with her phone, and I'm like, Mom, I don't even know how to use a phone. I mean, come on, <laughs> you're like I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, so, I'm trying to. I'm still trying to figure out Facebook.
0: So if someone, okay, so let me ask you for two people. So one for that veteran that's listening that that they might say, Hey, hey, save a warrior might be for me. Or what about that person that wants to get involved, uh, whether it be through sponsorship or whatever it is? Where can some? I know that you're not. You're not uh, directly affiliated with Save a Warrior. I know you've just been to the program, but, but can you – do you know where a link is that people could go find out yeah. more information? Uh,
1: save, save a warrior.org. Um And actually, um, I, I have been asked to be a sponsor in the Save a Warrior program. I actually took my first um, Air Force veteran through the 12 Steps. I'm not going to give you his name. Uh, they don't do it like, like traditional AA, um, but they do have an AA program for the same war they want these guys to be dry wood now when i say dry wood they are accepting they are leaned in they are ready to heal themselves they are ready to listen to what they have to say which i i swear after the 72 hours and the drive home from from the the warrior village in ohio my mind awakening huh was blown i look at things differently they they actually they, they get you to watch movies, um, the Silver Linings Playbook, and Castaway. And you have to look at that. And our problems, <laughs> they, are, they, are, they are embodied into the whale. Like, okay, if you, if you guys remember Castaway, okay, he's got Wilson. He's on the raft. He's got Wilson that's, that he's already lost going out to sea. Okay. He, you know, it's between Wilson or the raft. What is he going to choose? He chooses to better himself and to save himself other than Wilson. And that's, that is very powerful because Wilson is just a figment. It's a Wilson is a figment of his imagination. It's a, it's a volleyball with, with hair going out and a, and a bloody face. And, but he chooses because then he thinks to himself, oh, he's imaginary. He's not real. I need to preserve myself so I can go on and help other people.
0: And we create and we hold imaginary truths nonstop. Exactly. To, to the- yes. God, you get it. You get it, dude. You get it. And, and, and like to the people that's listening that say, no, 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 this is a real problem. If you have something that has to be addressed, address it. Put a boundary in place. Do that. Do that. Okay. To everything else that you've been holding on to for the last five, 10, 15, and 20 years, first and foremost, let me say, I don't know what you went through. And it, it was, it, it had to be monumental.
1: You're allowed to let it go. And you know what? You bring up a very good point with that, Greg. Um, you don't know what you don't know. Like when you're talking with people, you don't know what they've been through. You can't make assumptions. You can't make judgments. Um, of what people are going through you you just don't know what they what you don't know
0: the way that they're that, carrying or where, what chapter they're in
1: exactly and that comes we, back to the second movie silver linings playbook which is an amazing movie by the way um uh, you know at the end when when he's got that note um uh, have, have you seen it have you seen, seen silver Linings playbook i don't think i've seen that one i definitely seen uh castaway but i don't think i've seen the it silver is linings it's playbook. bradley cooper Definitely, definitely a must is is Silver Linings Playbook, because he's carrying around this note that he has not even looked at, but he doesn't know what he doesn't know about this other person. And when he reads it, he's like, oh, and the light bulb comes on, they're like, that's what that person was going through. Well, sometimes you've got to go and you've got to use your, your step 10, or I would use my step 10 in AA, and immediately understand that I was in the wrong and I would have to go apologize and that's what step 10 is it's your checklist for every day if you've wronged someone or if you think you owe an apology to someone step 10 like you'll go back like you know this is what I do like after a day and I'm sitting in my bed after my meditation and it helps me get to that point Maybe I've wronged someone today. Maybe this person is owed an apology. Maybe I need to make amends to this person. Maybe I treated him wrong. Maybe, and, and that step 10 is, is, is basically, it's a checklist. from the step four, because step four is your moral injuries and your resentments. Step 10 is, step four is you do once and you're done. Step 10 is once and you do it every day. Like you do it, you do it once a day and you're like, who did I make upset today?
0: Because who do when, I owe apologies when we, to? When we clear that slate, life is in session, and we are humans, and we are good at messing this thing up. And you know because what? And then life becomes life becomes better. It does, and and it's all you know. It, it really boils down, or in my opinion, it really boils down to humbling ourselves. You know, our ego gets Humility. in the way because we yep. want to be. We want to be right. We want to be. We want to be all the things. Everything that we think is true. We want everyone else to believe to be a truth as well. But everything we think to be a truth only is a truth with the data that we've had up till now. Mark Manson yeah. said he wrote the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, which is a really good book. If you haven't read it, yet. Great book, actually, just I was just looking at that cover yesterday. He he said in that book, he said in 500 years, we'll understand truths we never understood and they'll still be wrong. Don't don't hold what you believe to be a truth with a death grip. Hold it tightly yeah. those things that you believe to be true. I didn't say, hold them tightly and always be willing to evaluate them. Because if you find out it's not a truth, wouldn't you like to let it go as soon as you find out it's not a truth? Hold everything yes. loosely. Yes, I, would. <laughs> yes, I, <would. laughs> I love it. I yeah,
1: love yes. it. Yes, yes, I would.
0: So what, uh, okay. So Andrew, let's talk about, as we get into wrapping up, um, what are your words of advice for, so now that you, you have, you have made you've done an incredible journey. I've got to watch the last four years. You now serve the veteran community. What do you say to, what would your message be to that veteran and or civilian that is struggling, that hasn't, they haven't had that breakthrough yet? Um, they're, still, they're, they're still fighting each day over and over again. What do you say to them? What, what, what can you say to them around when you were there, you now understand some things that they don't understand yet. What do you share back with them?
1: Uh, it's, it's one thing that I, I picked up from AA early, early in my AA journey. Um, ask yourself, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Like, you know, you, you're at the bottom of the barrel, and I've been there. You know, I've tried to kill myself, and I've been at the lowest in my life. And, and the only way, the only way, if you were at that low, there's only one direction you can't go. You can't go any lower. You can't. All you can go is up. But you need to take that step and and admit to yourself and be honest, maybe I need some help. Maybe I need to reach out to my battle buddy. Maybe I need to reach out to, uh, you, know, uh, you know, one of my old veteran friends. Maybe I need to, to reach out to my wife and be like, hey, I need help, hon. What, what, what can I do? And, um, you know, I, and I, I, I I have no remorse asking for help. Um, I don't, if I don't know the answer, I will tell someone I'm like, well, I don't have the answer, but you know what? I know someone who does, and I will get you in touch with him. And usually it's Greg Pease. Um,
0: (laughs) That's funny. I love, I love, I love all the connections. I love that though. What, what, you know, allow yourself to be receptive allow yourself to receive people. People want to help you. Don't worry about that. If you haven't found the person or you don't think that's true, don't worry about that. Just, just, let's just pretend for a second. People want to help you allow yourself to be receptive. I love that. I love that brother. If someone, if someone was, uh, wanted to connect with you a little bit deeper around your story, maybe they want to share their story with you, or maybe they want to get involved with one of the organizations you're involved in. Where can people reach out to you at?
1: Uh, They can um, can, uh, email or text me at 615-490-5715. I don't mind talking to anyone. Just don't call after 930 or my wife gets pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or you can go on to, um, uh, I've got a couple emails, but vfw12206 at gmail.com. That goes right to me. Um, Or V-O-L-S, Victor Oscar Lima Sierra, 266 at gmail.com. Uh, I'm always open uh, to, to listen to you. Um, I am, you know, I'm a peer certified resource specialist. I'm an ordained minister. Um, You know, I don't know everything. Um, And I'm, I'm the first one to admit, I do not know everything. I'm not a know-it-all. I'm not a micromanager, but I will listen to anything that you have to say. Um, You know, look at our website. Um, I'm the VFW state chaplain. Um, you know, going on on the VFW uh, Department of Tennessee page. Uh, I'm also the Southern Conference chaplain. So you can find us on VFW Southern Conference on Facebook. Uh, You can get with our our president of of that conference. He will get it to me. Um, But I'm always here uh, to listen to anyone, veteran, civilian, firefighter, police, uh, policeman or woman. Um, It doesn't matter. Um, You can be a yak and I will talk to you.
0: <laughs> I love it, brother. I appreciate having you on and everything you shared and everything that you stand for. For everyone listening, tell your friends so we can together we can share people's stories and impact other people and help as many people as possible. You can download and listen to us from your favorite podcasting streaming platform. And if you're just listening to the audio, you can check us out on YouTube. It's Success After Trauma. Like and subscribe to the channel so you can get notified of new episodes. Be great, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, great.
1: One second. Can I? Can I? Uh, can I plug one more thing? Just a, it's a shameful plug. Um, uh, Matthew, Lieutenant Commander Matthew Wiz Buckley, uh, he's in Florida, Boca Raton. He's uh, one of our VFW members, uh, comrade, um, and he was a Top Gun instructor and fighter pilot. He is. Um, he is actually. Um, he has a new nonprofit organization called No Fallen Heroes, and it's. He's he's done this this journey. With a bunch of, uh, of pilots as well as special operators, such as Marcus Luttrell uh, and whatnot. And um, it's called No Fallen Heroes because pilots, they suffer a lot of trauma as well. Mm-hmm. But he wants to take this to another level where everybody can be a part of this. So, um, n- uh, nofallenheroes.org uh, um, and Matthew Wiz Buckley on Facebook. Uh, don't ask me about the Wiz part, but that's his nickname that he got as a pilot. I think he peed his pants when he he took his, his first his first um, carrier flight. I'm not sure you're gonna have to ask him. Uh, but Greg, he is a is a great person to talk to, um, and he's got a lot of stuff going on. He, you you might want to reach out to him if you yeah. want, um, and talk to him about all of his stuff that he's doing.
0: Okay, super awesome. I sure will. I appreciate you plugging that in. If you're a veteran out there listening, make sure you get an opportunity to check that out. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Be great. It's already in you.